When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 84. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there and welcome back. What is your underwear made of? I'm serious. Is your underwear made of a synthetic material like polyester or rayon or acrylic or nylon or any other fabric that's difficult to pronounce? Synthetic materials trap in heat and moisture and they are not preferred by doctors. And when it comes to synthetic materials from an eco-friendly standpoint, there's so many things wrong with them. They often contain plastic. Some newer synthetics, by the way, are composed of up to 64% plastic. And because they're hard to donate, they're therefore difficult to dispose of. And so synthetics contribute to long-term pollution. Synthetic fibers also pollute our waterways too, because the waste byproduct that's created when manufacturing these synthetics is flushed into our waterways and into our sewers. Okay, so if your underwear is not made of a synthetic material, is it made of cotton? Well, most people don't realize that cotton apparel is an agricultural product just like food, right? And that's because cotton is grown. But the cotton used to make clothing almost always comes from genetically modified seeds or from plants that are coated in pesticides or from factories that pay unlivable wages to workers. When it comes to our underwear, today's guest is here to offer us a better way in the form of organic cotton. My guest is Brendan Sinnott. Brendan is the CEO of the eco-conscious and ethical clothing brand, Packed Apparel. And Brendan argues that changing your underwear, the fabric of your underwear that is, can dramatically improve the state of our planet. Now, this week's show notes, you can find them at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 084. That's M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 084. And before we dive in, a quick note that this episode is sponsored by PACT. Enjoy the interview. Brendan, thank you so much for joining me. I'm absolutely thrilled to talk to you and to talk about PACT Apparel. But before we get there, I did some online research behind you and your history, your professional history in this world of sustainability. And I would just love to know who you are, what you do, and how did you find yourself interested in green issues? 
thanks for having me. And it's one of my favorite questions because I got really lucky early in my career. I was 23 years old and I started my first business. Um, and it was a granola business, making better tasting granola, selling it in cool packaging to grocery stores all over the country. That was called Bare Naked. And the reason I did that was I was walking up and down the cereal aisle and it just made no sense to me why everything in the cereal aisle was these big boxes with cartoon characters with ingredients that you don't understand, don't know where they came from, and with kind of these false promises associated with them. And so everything I've always done my whole career kind of since that point was like building a product that I love, that I believe in, that I'm proud to share, that I'm, you know, willing to be vulnerable with with our with our customers and and share the good stuff and the bad stuff and the stuff that we're working on and just try to find a better option than what was out there currently um, that was either made more sustainably, made more healthy, made more fun, made more interesting. Um, and I've been working on that. I'm 40 years old now, so I've been doing that for the last 17 years. And I've done it in granola, done it in frozen food, done it in pet food, done it in candy. Uh, my latest my latest business that I'm really focused on is, is kind of taking that same sensibility and, and bringing it into fashion and apparel. That seems like a big jump from where I'm sitting to go from food to fashion. What went through your mind before making that leap? Yeah, it's, um, I, I always, I just, I believed in, I was very involved in the natural organic foods industry. And I saw that I was part of the earlier brands that started to build kind of more commercially successful natural organic food brands. And you saw consumers just desire to know what they were consuming and kind of where it came from, how it was made, who made it, why you made it, where you made it, what was special about how you made it. And it just, to me, kicked off such like a curiosity about understanding a little bit more the intention about why or how a product was made and how it fits within your life. And so I did it a number of times within the food space. But apparel was something that was so interesting to me because it was something that we all put on every single day. You know, we're probably put everybody in this, on the planet is most likely putting on cotton every single day <laughs> or they're sleeping in cotton in their sheets or they're bathing themselves in cotton with towels and such, um, or they're putting, you know, clothes on their children, um, which are probably also cotton. And, you know, cotton is like a, this widely loved fabric, but it has a, a really terrible sustainability story around the amount of chemicals and pesticides that are used to go grow it and the impact that that has both on the planet as well as the communities around where it comes from. And so cotton and, and then, you know, how do I get all the way to, from food all the way over there? Well, cotton is grown in the same fields that your food is grown in. Clothing is grown just like food is. It's processed just like food is. So if we can take what we learned about rebuilding the food system the right way and minimally processing products, having the least environmental impact when you make something, using sustainable sources of key materials, um, and how do we take that same logic and apply it to another really important category of consumption in people's lives, which is what you put on your body every day. You ask where your food is made and where it comes from, but you know, how, how do we get people to ask the question, like, where do your clothes come from? Who are they made by? What are they made out of? Are they coming from China and are they made of plastic and made of stuff that's destroying the planet? Or is what you're wearing every day made out of something that was made a little more sensibly? You bring up a really good point, which is that in my perspective, it seems as though people are getting really more 
educated and really more concerned about the state of their food. So the organic movement is picking up, non-GMO. People are more willing to put in a little extra money down at the grocery store to get a better product. But I don't see that change happening in the fashion industry. And I'm just wondering, would you agree with that? And if so, why do you think the fashion industry is so far behind the changes in the food industry? There's been no consequence in the fashion industry. These are some fun facts, right? Like the the textile industry, people making apparel, people making home goods is the second most polluting industry on the planet. Number one creator of water pollution worldwide. So the whole industry has had no consequence to its actions. That was what was so interesting to me about it was like the, the apparel space, something you put on your body every day, something that you put on your body and you share with your friends and that communicates something about who you are and making that product in a better way was just like such an interesting problem to me. And, you know, what's happened over the past 15 or 20 years is all the supply chains have gone to countries with cheaper and cheaper labor to go make product because apparel is made by hand. It's made by human bodies when they're cutting it and sewing it in the factory. So the production of that has gone to countries that, you know, it started out in the U S 40, 50 years ago. And um, now most of it is over in overseas areas. And so by exploiting labor and by exploiting materials and having no consequence for the impact that the industry has made, they've been able to offer product cheaper and cheaper to the U S marketplace. The average person throws out 80 pounds of, of apparel every year, 80 pounds of it <laughs> every year you throw out, like put it to better use. And, and so there's, I think that that's part of what's interesting to me about working on it is how do you make that something that consumers care about? It's something that can go change the planet and the world around us. and can go change the industry in the same way that, you know, folks in the seventies and eighties were starting to say, no, I don't want Kraft macaroni and cheese shoved down my throat. I want to go buy food from a small local natural store where I know it came from. But that, wasn't here 30 years ago. And I think in some ways we're going to look back to where we are today and all the cheap clothing that we have and be like, look at it in the same way that you kind of like look at cigarettes or the same way that you like kind of look at asbestos and you're like, wait, I didn't even know that I was creating such a mess or this was so toxic for everyone around me. And how could I not even know? And I think that's kind of the awakening that's happening today. And that's what's Awesome is that it's all enabled through kind of being a direct-to-consumer brand and being able to share that story directly with consumers. Mm. You mentioned earlier that cotton really is ingrained in the fabric of our lives. We use it all day long without even realizing that we're using it. And for most of us, we are purchasing conventionally grown cotton products, but you advocate for organic cotton. Why is organic cotton better? It's the same reason your organic tomatoes are better. It's the same reason your organic strawberries are better. From a standard standpoint, it's you're, you're using less inputs, so less insecticides, less pesticides, and you're using ones that are, that are free from harmful chemicals um, in order to go, go grow the crop. Um, so you know when we, when we sell organic underwear to you, made with organic cotton, you know, the primary benefit is that you're growing it in a way that is less impactful to communities that are growing it as well as the planet and the environment. 
The critics to the organic cotton movement argue that organic cotton is really water intensive. And just a quick statistic I found online was that 660 gallons are needed to grow enough organic cotton for a t-shirt, for example, but a conventional cotton t-shirt, that same t-shirt would be needing less water because it was genetically engineered to require less water. And the number comes into 290 gallons to make that t-shirt. Critics would even maybe go so far to say that organic cotton has a bigger environmental impact than the pesticide-laden counterpart simply because of the water issue. How would you respond to those criticisms? Yeah, we buy our cotton. So the organic cooperatives, we buy all of our cotton from India. Um, And we buy our cotton, the organic cotton, from areas of India that are rain-fed. So there's actually no water used to grow the product besides the stuff that comes out of the sky. Okay. So that's for packed products. But what about for other companies selling organic cotton items on the market? Would you consider the water issue to be a significant one? Yeah. I I haven't seen the data that that you're talking around around that point. So I don't don't know who published that. (laughs) There's some kind of unclear science that's presented, especially by the Better Cotton Initiative and the cotton growers stating certain things around water usage. But for us, organic cotton, actually, if you if you go on our website, we have a, a calculator that shows how much less water that organic cotton uses than traditional cotton because we're using naturally rain-fed areas uh, and, and cultivation practices that don't require lots of water. You sent me some organic cotton underwear. Thank you so much. And I love them. However, for many consumers, when they are shopping at the mall or shopping wherever they shop for underwear, I'm willing to bet that price is the number one factor when they go to make a decision, right? So how much more expensive is organic cotton underwear than conventional cotton underwear? Yeah, when we offer new customers to go buy our underwear, a lot of times we offer two pairs for 10 bucks. So $5 a pair. And when, when we sell it every day online, they're probably $7 a pair. So it's a relatively, I think, you know, yes, everybody in America can't afford that. But when you think about like the price points that you would see at Target or the price points that you would see at Gap or the price points you would see at, you know, American Apparel, you know, that's the price point of our products. And we're able to do that because this is what the beautiful part about it is, is like the organic cotton is actually not that much more expensive than conventional cotton. It doesn't cost that much more to do the right thing in this case. And that combined with the fact that traditional apparel has a bunch of margins built into it in department stores or at traditional apparel retailers, they have huge markups because of the multi-levels of kind of distribution. We sell direct to consumers so we can rather than necessarily have kind of an inefficient model to get them organic product, we can provide a more efficient model, which allows us to be more price competitive with what you would see in the marketplace. Like for for me, whenever I've built any of these businesses, it's like, I'm not trying to build a business that serves the niche of the niche because that ultimately doesn't impact the industry as much as providing something that, that a significant amount of Americans on a daily basis could clothe their family with. 
In the fashion sphere, it seems as though for the average consumer who wants to be a bit more ethical in their purchasing, so maybe they're interested in workers' rights and they they want to purchase fair trade, or maybe they're interested in the quality issue, the manufacturing side, and they, they want to support environmentalism with their dollars. It seems as though to do so often requires spending an exorbitant amount of money as opposed to the fast fashion items you could pick up at the mall. As a consumer, it seems as though the choices are often ethical, environmentally friendly stuff with a big price tag or fast fashion junk at pennies. I know there's stuff in the middle, but it really does seem one or the other to the average consumer. And so I'm wondering, how did you bridge that gap? And why are other fashion companies not doing the same? Yeah, I think um, I, I totally agree with you that you can either go buy really expensive fashion pieces or kind of cheap, um, cheap fast fashion pieces. And I think we're, we're able to go bridge the gap because we've been working at this for like 10 years, right? Like working with the farm cooperatives, working with the factories, building out the supply chains, improving the products. And it, it's kind of hard to go figure out how to go do that for the first time at scale and deliver the right product that people want and at the right price point. It's not something that you can just kind of go do. This trend of sustainable fashion, of sustainable apparel is something that we saw 10 years ago, where it's not like we just started to work on it. So I think having that longevity within the space and the expertise and the experience within the space combined with the fact that we've had a lot of diehard customers that have been with us since the beginning through not awesome product and sometimes more expensive price points that gave us the opportunity now to be in a place today where we're at significant scale with what we're doing um, and allows us to operate in a way that it, where we can be competitive to kind of mainstream retail for Americans. You know, we, I, when, I never thought that people would be willing to pay more to do the right thing within the apparel space, right? Because it, it had to be that you would be willing to pay the same amount to do better, uh, just given the amount of options that are out there for people to buy very cheap things made in sometimes abominable ways. Another big factor when purchasing underwear or when purchasing any piece of clothing really is the quality, right? Is it going to last? Is it going to maintain its shape? Is it going to stick around for more than two washes? Will the average consumer notice any difference in fit or comfort or any of the above quality issues when switching to organic cotton underwear? No, we, we hope you notice that it's a... a better quality than what you have today and that is softer and more stretchy and more resilient because we design it in a way that you have to sacrifice nothing to go buy fair trade or organic. Yeah. So again, you guys had sent me some of your product line and I can say personally firsthand, they are lovely. I notice absolutely no difference. And if I notice any difference at all, it's that I kind of feel like I'm doing something good by wearing them. The fit, the quality, everything about these organic cotton underwear are lovely, but I just have to ask, kind of tongue in cheek, but not really, do you wear your own packed organic cotton underwear? Oh, every day. 
I, I've been wearing the underwear for like five or six years. My kids wear it. My wife wears it. My friends wear it. You know, <laughs> people ask me what I do. I was like, I, sometimes I say I sell underwear and, and um, just, just to go have some fun with it. Um, and they say, what kind of underwear? I say organic underwear. And then they say, is it edible? And I say, no, it's not that kind of underwear. <laughs> what I love about PACT and I, what I love about what you're doing is that by promoting organic cotton underwear and just underwear, you're really encouraging people to make a simple lifestyle tweak that really is no extra work, no extra thought is necessary when you uh, go to change your underwear from conventional cotton to organic cotton. It's just a little change with a big impact. But PACT does not just sell underwear. I'm wondering if you could tell us about Packed Apparel, what you sell, and what you're trying to do with your direct-to-consumer model. Yeah. Everything that we sell is made of primarily organic cotton. So there's no guessing. It's not like we just have a, a collection that's organic. Everything that we make is organic. And then everything that we make is made in fair trade factories. Fair trade, just like kind of fair trade certified coffee that makes sure that the people that are growing the coffee are being paid the fair wages. We, we do a similar type thing with the factory workers that are making our product in India. From a product standpoint, we want it to be, we want you to love our product. We don't feel like you should be sacrificing anything that you have currently around comfort, around style, around fit that creates the love that you have of your existing products. Um, you know, we, we can, we can do those same things and we can do it with organic methods. And we sell products for women, which is about three quarters of our business. We sell products to men. And then we also have a baby toddler kids program that we just launched. Um, we just launched a uh, home business as well. So we sell uh, a couple of different types of sheets, bedding, um, and then we also launched a bath business. So you can have kind of really delicious 100% organic cotton waffle towels when you get out of the shower. Uh, because, you know, we, from our standpoint, you know, once you make this decision in your life, you're like, oh, okay, I can go do this for underwear. It's not really more expensive and I'm not really sacrificing anything. So why not? Um, and then we start to take folks into other parts of their lives. So everything from hoodies to dresses, to sweaters, to sweatpants, to um, just, you know, your favorite t-shirt, um, all the, your basic essentials that you, you're probably going to wear multiple times every week. So we don't really make fashion pieces that you wear once a year. And we're really trying to make the stuff that you live in and that you consume and that you interact with every day, uh, but make it in a way that matches your values. Mm. What I love about your response was that you really highlighted the snowball effect of one little change. It might start with underwear, but once <laughs> you realize how simple it is to just change the quality brand and manufacturing practices of your underwear, then you go to hoodies <laughs> or then you go to t-shirts or whatever's next for you. And before you know it, you have really not just done a lifestyle tweak, but a real lifestyle shift. I know you have a direct to consumers model, which means that your products are not found in the mall, let's say. Where can listeners find Pact in the world? Yeah, you can um, find it at our website, which is wearpack.com. Um, that has our broadest selection um, that's buying direct from us. Um, we have a couple products on Amazon. Uh, and then if you want to go touch and feel our product and interact with it, um, we're actually, we've been 
sold nationwide in Whole Foods for the last like seven or eight years. It was it was kind of the one retailer that come me coming from the food space I thought would understand what we were doing. So we've been available there. You can get a lot of our basics at Whole Foods, underwear, leggings, socks, bras, stuff like that. Well, I know you mentioned earlier that you hope that in 30, 40 years, the fast fashion junk will be <laughs> will be like asbestos or cigarettes. And I certainly hope for that as well. But do you see that being a possibility in the future? Oh, totally. I mean, you think about like what percentage of our products are food are within our food system are made in better ways and how fast that's accelerating today. And, and food was a much slower, I think, transition because of the way distribution is set up. Um, but with an apparel, I mean, so many people are, there's going to be so many direct to consumer brands offering better for you type solutions than they're out there today. Um, and the cost and the difficulty to go do that is just, it's lower and lower. There's lower barriers, which means there's going to be more options for consumers, which means it's going to accelerate awareness to me faster. 30 years ago, there wasn't an Instagram page to go or an Instagram app for you to go share your favorite food with, <laughs> share your favorite recipes with, right? There's just the tooling for us to take, take better ideas and to get them to scale today is just so dramatically different than it was 15 or 20 years ago. And that's what gives me hope for this next generation of consumers making really the biggest impact on people and planet out there. I really look forward to seeing how the industry does change in the next few decades. And I really want to thank you for being a pioneer because that's what you are. You're you're pioneering a new way for the second biggest polluting industry. And so I just love talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's been great. I so hope you enjoyed that interview with Brendan Sinnott, CEO of Packed Apparel. If you are rip-roaring ready to take the organic cotton underwear plunge, head on over to this week's show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 084 for everything you'll need to get set up with some organic cotton underwear. On next week's show, we are talking about the real reasons why our lives are busy and cluttered, and of course, how to slow down and clean them up. I'll see you then. Take care.